Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining The Relevancy Factor, a Veronda Bellamy-inspired podcast. What's up, everyone? It is Veronda Bellamy chiming in. And as promised, guys, I um, told you guys I was going to come on today and speak with you very briefly about um, a success business mindset. Like, what does that look like? What's required? What do you need to tap into? What do you need to change? Or what do you need to adjust so that you're living in abundance with your business? Um, So I know some of you may be joining me for the first time ever. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I am Veronda Brooks Bellamy. I am the creator of this group. Um, I'm also the creator of The Relevancy Factor as well as Happyology, uh, which are both um, tools that I use in business to support my clients. Um, I'm also a therapist, so I specialize in helping you go from stuck to unstoppable in life and or business. That is me, I am she. Um, So, I like to really support you in your journey. Um, Sometimes people come to me for depression. Sometimes people come um, to work with me for anxiety. And then I also have clients that come to work with me for um, their business. So whether you're starting a business, you are trying to grow your business, or you want to expand it, or you just need to basically get more clear about what's going on within your business. Um, That is something that I provide services for. So as the caption says, I think it's up here for you guys, maybe down below. Um, I want to talk to you about the success business mindset. What is it? Why don't you have it? What do you need to do to tap into it? So I actually have eight principles that I know can really help you grow um, your mindset in a way that's really going to support your business growth, right? And so um, I really want to get into this Um, with you guys. I'm not going to stay on here long, um, but I'm glad that you're here in a group. I hope that you guys are enjoying the group. I hope that you are finding value in what's being shared Um, with you guys. We try to flood you with a lot of information um, regarding whether it's mindset, whether it's um, mental illness, whether it's business. Um, You're going to get all of that within this group itself. So um, again, welcome and thank you for being a part of the community here. In order for you to run a business successfully, can't talk today, um, you really have to think like a business owner, right? That is one of the keys. And thinking like a business owner is very different than having an employee mindset, right? So you think about when you used to work for someone, and some of you may be transitioning from being an employee to an employer, um, and that's fine if you're in that transition. We all go through that in the startup phase of starting a business. And just to give you even a quick um, tidbit about that, don't just take that leap of faith and jump out unless one, God has told you to do that, or two, you can see the financial um, gain and security and you taking that leap to jump from where you're working your employer into becoming um, 100% self-employed because you have to have the finances to sustain sustain yourself and your family and the business once you take that leap, right? So for me, I've had my business actually, um, one of them since 2008. That particular business is a um, mental health and addiction facility. And so we provide outpatient services to support the community. Um, And so I'll go a little bit deeper into that, but 
during COVID, I shifted the business. And at one point I was ready to sell the business and it was like a whole thing, right? And then um, it ultimately we decided to keep the business and relaunch it in a different way. And so we've been rebuilding essentially since COVID hit. Um, it has really expanded my mindset on how to support the business, how to grow the business and all the things um, since COVID has come in. So for like it has for many people, um, I recall writing an article in which um, I, I deemed it the great resignation like that took place during COVID because so many people fired their bosses to go and work for themselves. Um, and so I don't know where those people are now. I think some of them are changing their minds about um, that decision because maybe they jumped too quickly. They weren't quite prepared to really um, support themselves and their families in a way that was really going to be lucrative for them. For them. So again, I urge you, if you are working for someone and you're thinking about starting a business or you have a business that you're running, make sure before you take that leap that you have everything in place or you know, you're able to support yourself um, before you do that. Don't do it until you can't do that, okay? It's okay, most people will do it anyway, um, that way. So again, in order for you to run a successful business, you have to think like a business owner rather than having that employee mindset, right? Financial Times so eloquently um, suggests that the business mindset basically refers to a specific state of mind, which orientates basically human conduct, right? Towards entrepreneurial activities and outcomes. So your business is built on activities and the outcomes of those activities, right? Individuals with entrepreneurial mindsets are often drawn to opportunities innovation and new value creation right so you really have to be thinking on your toes you got to stay up with what's current and what's trending in the market um so that you're able to meet the demands and the needs of your clients and then to be able to compete with your competition because if you can't then you go out of business right your competition is gonna eat you up like the pac-man so for years i worked in my business and i tried to run the business actually for me, um, I then ran the business later and the business pretty much took off when I did that. When I switched gears from working for the business to running the business. So when I started to run the business, that's when the business really started to grow. I was thinking with a business mindset at that time. And that was once COVID hit. I sent so many employees home at the height of the business. I think we had about 30 employees. Um, and so when COVID came in to protect everyone, I was like, guys, we're not going to get COVID. I don't want anyone dying on my watch. You know, go home and be with your family. <clears throat> and so um, with that and during that time, I had to take pretty much the previous stance that I had before that. And I started back to working in the business and running the business at the same time. Um, I also started up a couple of other businesses during this time as well. So I literally was jugging a lot. I had a toddler, or newborn, you know, at that time, it was just a lot going on. Um, and I held on to all of that for like two and a half years until recently. <laughs> um, I realized what I had done, right? Um, I knew it was time for me to really shift when I found myself um, really just, I felt like I needed to make more community connections. That was what was the indicator for me like I, I felt like I was just kind of too isolated and um 
I just felt like it was just a yearning for me to go ahead and re and to connect with more communities than what I was doing um, and making, and when I say community connections, I mean like getting out there in a the community, getting to know people, um, meeting with people, partnering with people and things of that nature. I was doing that prior to COVID and was very successful and the business was just growing left and right because of that. Um, I did it so well during that time that even those relationships that I built back then, they're still sustainable till this day. It They helped to sustain the business when I had to take the transition from actually um, running the business to working and running the business, right? So you want to build intentional connections. You want to be very um, intentional about the people that you are partnering with because ultimately you guys come together to support the vision of the business and the company that you're building, right? The only thing at that time was that um, COVID really back during that time had me for a long time, for two years basically, in the mindset of isolation. So I was isolated from everyone, like everyone else, like the world was. We were pretty much living in a secluded state during that time. We had to because of the demands of society. Like we couldn't go outside. We had to wear masks and gloves and the whole thing, right? But if you're listening to this, that means you survived. And I know many of you probably lost family members during this time. So my heart and condolences goes out to to you um, as well, you know, for what you have lost during that time of the pandemic. I really think we had, I call it a pandemic of sorts going on because we had the George Floyd uh, movement that was taking place as well as COVID-19 that was kind of hitting the home at the same time. So nevertheless, I had to begin to get back out there basically. So I started that journey. And that is one key to the success business mindset or business success mindset, um, is to be able to discern what's needed within you and your business, right? Um, in order for you to be successful. So step one is to evaluate yourself and ensure you know all the roles really within your business, but keep people in place to run those roles so you can continue to lead the organization or business. Be aware of your red flags, which your, my red flag and your red flags may be totally different, right? So you really have to know yourself um, in order to really be in alignment and to have that entrepreneurial mindset really working for you, right? So knowing um, what your red flags are um, is gonna be key to you, you know, strategizing what's next for yourself, for the business, if you need to sell it, if it's time for you to go to another level, if it's time, if it's time for you to build connections, like what's really needed for the business to be sustainable going forward. And this really leads me to number two, actually. For me, the first red flag was I found myself compromising myself for the business, right? And that's just not a safe place for entrepreneurs really to operate from. Um, you have to take care of yourself so your leadership is effective, right? So self-care can also look different for everyone. It can be very different for everyone. Um, so often people think that self-care really is all about, you know, oh, I went and had a, you know, a massage or I got my nails done, I got my hair did. What, girl, it's so much more than just that, right? Um, you really have to take care of yourself. I remember my mom saying when she would see some of her friends, like she she's really taking care of herself. She looks really good or he looks really good. He's really taking care of himself. And that meant for me, it looked like, 
you know, for the longest I had put off medical appointments, you know, I wasn't working out and like all the things, like I just wasn't taking care of myself and attending to myself the way that I really needed to. And, um, and so, and the, the even deeper problem is I didn't value what was needed in that self-care during that time. Like I didn't even, it was just like, yeah, it's time for you to go and get your annual physical. I was like, I'll do it later. Like it wasn't even a thought or there was no value put on me taking action to really take care of myself. It wasn't until my body started to speak to me that the attention was drawn. And I was like, oh, okay, yes, something's wrong here. Oh, what happened? Oh man, I kind of lost myself, right? And that happened so often in business. Um, the good thing is that you can get back on track um, and that's exactly what's happening and has happened with me. And it, it can be a slow process to you regaining full control of yourself so that you're in control of the business. Nevertheless, as a therapist, self-care pretty much encompasses me literally not skipping, like I said, doctor's appointments, taking hot baths. Okay, that's something that really, really does. Um, it's kind of just that that me time. Um, I think I've gone live actually while I was taking a bath. Of course, you guys couldn't see me, but just to really um, reinforce the importance of you really, you know, practicing self-care from that standpoint as well. Um, like this past weekend, I took time to really give myself a good facial um, and all the things. So like right now I have no makeup at all, none. Um, and so just taking care of myself and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel really good about what I'm doing and, and just myself in general. Um, getting massages, okay, yeah, you can get a massage. That's great to have. You may wanna schedule one and get yourself one a schedule and get one done maybe every six weeks or it could be every other month. How frequently, however, whatever that looks like for you, getting that done. For me, it was ensuring that we have babysitters so that my husband and I can have that one-on-one -on -one time every week together because it's so easy to lose yourself in the mundane of living, right? So much happens on a day-to-day -day basis before you know it, it's seven o'clock, it's time for the kids to go down and you really don't have a whole lot of time to give to um, your spouse and it just becomes a day-to-day -day thing. So you really have to make it a priority uh, or a part of your self-care routine to spend that time with your spouse if you're married. Being present with um, my employees is another self-care technique for me um, because they crave that attention, just like everyone does. They need that time with me, whether it's me texting, whether it's me just saying, hey, how's it going in the office in case I'm not there? Um, is there anything that's needed? And then too, I started scheduling like one-on-ones with my employees every week so that we can kind of hash out any concerns, any client um, staffings that we need to do uh, or whatever that looked like. Um, and then also just having staffing meetings. I have employees in the Philippines as well as in Nigeria soon to be Canada <laughs> um, that's on a team. And so it's important that we, we stay connected. We have all types of Thank God, you know, for computer and technology, we have all types of softwares that we use to really stay connected. Um, but I have to be intentional about that in order for the business to really be sustained. So your leadership is necessary in order for you to have a successful business. Another thing was eating well. Um, that went out the window for me. Um, I still am challenged with eating well and being very intentional about what I put in my mouth. 
Um, it's just something I continue to struggle with. I'll probably have that struggle for the, like many people for the rest of my life. Um, but it's also something that I want to be more intentional about in my self-care routine. Um, because it, it's it's required because when you're not taking care of yourself, you're not eating the right things, you gain weight, right? And that causes more um, disease or dis-ease within your body. And it kind of slows you down, which affects your mental, which affects your um, your ability to be successful in the business. If you're liking what I'm sharing, if you can't just put a one, if you're just now joining, just say, hey girl, hey. Um, if you're catching a replay, just do me a favor in the comments, drop hashtag replay. And if you haven't already, include your business bestie in this page or tag them down below in the comments so they can catch this as well, right? So just getting back to it, just for me, with, as it relates to, you know, diet, um, eating well was something um, that I really began to make a priority, right? So my husband has lost almost 100 pounds naturally. And just watching him, he does smoothies. He, like he'll do a smoothie for breakfast. Sometimes he'll do one for dinner, but he does that consistently in addition to drinking lots of water, right? For me, I'm not a drinker of any major thing really um, like that. And so um, I have to really force myself to get my water in because I don't, I'm not a drinker. Um, but what I found is having a really pretty cup as vain as that is, but having a really pretty cup with really cold, cold ice water um, really does help me to drink more water. I don't know what it is and why it is, but that's just what it is for me. So if you're struggling with water, maybe try that. Get yourself a really nice cup that you can keep with you at all times and you can drink it um, and throughout the day. So I don't know what the vanity is behind that, but that's my thing and it might help you too. So. I'm just going to say it's the girl in me and girl power because we rock, right? Um, number four, um, know that you can and likely should be a relatable leader, right? So often you think of leaders, you think they're unapproachable. You don't know what to say to them or how to approach them. Um, my focus remains on being approachable by my staff. Um, now, like I have a staff that calls me her friend and her boss, and she'll tell you that that's my boss and my friend, right? I pray for her. Um, I want the best for us in the business. And so um, there's always going to be those staff I found that really see you as the owner of the business, right? And they become intimidated by your title and they will fear the power that comes with that title of you creating something or you being the owner of something, right? And that has nothing to do with you. When people see you from that angle, that really doesn't have anything to do with you unless it has something to do with you, right? So usually if you are not being approachable, um, then your leadership is impacting the team. They're not gonna know how to come at you. They're gonna fear you. And that can create really a toxic work environment for everybody. So we really want to be in a place of just being approachable, working together as a team. And I think of a team, I think of us linking arms together, right? Um, to really support each other and support the vision of the company and the patients or clients that we are called to serve in whatever that capacity looks like, right? So. So the good thing is if you are unapproachable or you feel like you know you work best in being an unapproachable person you can always change that as well and if you find yourself being stuck there i'm gonna ask you to lean into that like really figure out why do you feel the need to lead in this way 
what would what would be so wrong with you actually taking a step back and just kind of letting your hair down? What would be so wrong with that? And I'm gonna challenge you to actually try it. Try it for like two weeks. Give yourself 14 days of consistently just kind of letting your guard down and being approachable. And if you if you're comfortable, you can come back in and let me know how that worked. You can send me a message or um, you can comment on this video here in the group, letting me know, know how that worked. I would love to hear your feedback on that. All righty. Number five, make sure you have all your financials together. Wow, that's been a blessing and a curse for me, <laughs> um, honestly. And so it's something that, you know, I have an undergrad in business management. And of course they teach us things about, you know, um, accounting and, you know, finance and SWOT analysis and all that stuff, right? But it's not until you run a business that you're like, oh man, like I really have to have all my financial things together um, in order for me to do this or do that or obtain whatever it is that you need. This will actually, when you have it together, it actually will assist you in all compliance laws that accompany your businesses or business. Um, do this immediately if you haven't. <laughs> like get your business on the up and up, um, go ahead and register your business, do all the things you need to do to make sure that your business is legit and that you have everything in place. If you haven't, it's not too late. You can always, you know, hire someone to assist you with getting things up to par. Always have access to a good accountant and a good attorney whenever you, whenever the need arises, you may need them at some point in your business. So it's important that you do have those two connections, a good accountant and a really good um, attorney to assist the business as needed. Number six, always, always, always consider the needs of the business and your employees. Um, when you think about really what is best for your business, you may identify you need to sell the business, actually, when you really, really sit down and really think about it. You may identify you need to further your teaching or further the teaching of your staff, right? You may realize you need to hire a new team member. At any rate, be prepared to adjust accordingly. Um, fill those spots, really. Trust the staff you have if you need to and promote internally and add extra training as needed to support the growth and expansion of your business, right? I, at one point, was on a rapid, like, hugely aggressively trying to hire people. And when I was doing that, I really found it hard to find the right people. So I slowed down with my hiring process and um, eventually we started finding the right people to be connected to the business. It's important that you find the right quality of staff rather than the quantity of staff. You want people that's gonna support your business for the long haul. Um, sometimes people come in for a season with the business, they help the business, they learn what they need to learn and then they may move on. But during the time that they're there with you, they really do support you and the business. And that's really what you need, no matter what season that employee is in, right? So um, make sure you just have what's needed to really sustain and support the business as you continue to grow. 
Um, business ebbs and it flows, so it's not always just charting up. There are graphs that shows you that business kind of goes like this. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's just a ticker up. For me, it was just going up, 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 up for years. And then all of a sudden it just started coming down. And so, and then you have to continue to balance things out to kind of get it going back up again. So it ebbs and it flows and you have to be able to adjust accordingly. That's actually another tip that I wasn't even supposed to be talking about. Um, but you have to be able to adjust accordingly to support the business, right? Number seven, I have found myself in ruts where I would not um, get going. So I was just kind of feeling stuck essentially, right? Um, I would have just mounds of tasks, right? That I needed to actually do, like do, I, things I needed to do within the business. And I just didn't know really how to prioritize those tasks. And it wasn't until I began to accomplish really the hardest task first that I was able to move forward. And the hardest task is the task that you really, what I found is the one that you really keep avoiding. So when you don't do that, you don't really do a whole lot of other things that's really attached to that or outside of that. For me personally, completing the hard task um, when I'm at home, and this is my home office here, um, is actually me getting into a quiet space here in the home. And it's usually at night when the kids are down, you know, there's not a whole lot of movement within the house. I can really focus and concentrate. I've written some papers at night. I've done like the most powerful podcast at night. I've interviewed, like I've done, created so much at nighttime. My creativity is like high at night um and so and it doesn't it's not always like that for everyone you have to know um the best time of day to handle any type of difficult task that you have for yourself sometimes for people it's the first thing in the morning that's when you are the most creative um and if that's you then make sure you handle that hard task first because it's going to take a lot out of you right and um you're able to handle the smaller things from there you don't have to do everything in one day so really prioritize and kind of make sure you're handling that that tough thing so that you can move forward um in the other task that really does need your attention as well okay so again it could be in the morning it could be at night it could be in the afternoon it could be any time of the day for you just you need to identify identify the time of day that really works best for you only you can determine what that mental bandwidth looks like um and when you should really tap into it okay and then guys number eight um, you will have naysayers. Boop, boop, boop. Yes, I'm sorry to tell you and inform you. Uh, yeah, you're going to have naysayers, okay? Um, accept it right now. Say, I will have naysayers within my business. It comes with the territory. If you need to write it on a sticky and stick it right in front of you so you can see it every day, do that. It comes with the territory. It is a part of growth. Think about Beyonce and all the negative comments she gets, but she continues to move forward. And every year, sure, whenever she's dropping something new, she's always expanding or growing, right? And so you have to be able to push past all the noise so that you can really focus on what's really most important, and that's yourself and your business, right? The quicker you embrace that concept, the quicker you can get on with growing your business, actually. 
And on that note, your family and your friends are not, your family and your friends are not, your family and your friends are not your customers. You cannot expect for them to support you because you did not build a business for your family and your friends. It's for your customers. Businesses are created to solve a problem, right? You have a business to solve a problem, whatever that problem is. For me, it's people dealing with mindset, it's people starting a business, it's people that's wanting to expand their business, it's people that's dealing with mental illness or addiction. So you have to know what, that's, what that problem is that you are attempting to solve. And that is why your business exists. Conducting a SWOT analysis, so many people overlook that and they do nothing or don't have never heard of it. Google SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, sometimes it's two T's depending on the analysis that you're conducting, right? It stands for strength, strengths, weaknesses, opportunity, threats, and trends within a business. You need to have one of those done. If you don't know how to do it or you're not comfortable with it, know your strengths, know your strengths and know your weaknesses. If that's not your forte, connect with me. I'll be more than happy to assist you with having a SWOT analysis completed. You wanna know that so that you can identify why you are in business and then identify your targeted market so that you can move forward and really grow your business and meet the demands and needs of those that you are called to serve. Okay. Woo, that was a lot, y'all. I know, it was a lot, it was a lot. So you can always come back and catch the replay of this. I think I'm gonna keep going with this. I'm gonna come back tomorrow with more information about the mindset of having a business. Um, I may even talk about how to deal with like when you're depressed or you have other personal things that's going on and how to you know, really overcome that on tomorrow. Um, but for today, this is what was in my spirit to really share with you guys is, you know, the business success mindset, what success business mindset, what does that look like, right? And it's so many tips, like I could keep going on and on and on with like an everlasting list. But these top eight are the ones that I really wanted to share with you because I feel like you tapping into just these, this little bit right here can really help you shift and pivot in your business as needed, okay? Um, I may come back with an ebook for you guys that will give you even more tips on how to grow your business um, and sustain your business for the long haul. You didn't start your business to go out of business within a month, two months, within a year. I started my, um, my uh, mental health facility back in 2008 and it's still here. Um, and so, and it's grown and ebbed and flowed and all the things since 2008. I have two other businesses that I started in 20, one in 2019 and another in 2020. So, you know, you have to really be able to really, you know, know yourself and then know what you are here to do, okay? I'm gonna come back and drop a link for you guys um, to work with me if you have any questions or you want to really take your business to the next level. It's important that you have a coach. It's important that you have someone that has more information or more knowledge than you. It's important that you have someone that you can just really connect with to really um, partner with you to reach your vision and goals that you have for your business, whatever that is, okay? So if you're ready to get clear about your business, there's gonna be a link here in about five minutes I will drop below. Um, and basically what I'm doing is starting to provide what we call business tune-ups. 
just like your car needs a tune-up, your business needs a tune-up. You need to be evaluating your finances, what's going on, your marketing, all the things within your business on a regular and consistent basis. When you don't, just like when you, it's time for your business to get a tune-up. If you don't change those spark plugs, you don't get an oil change, you don't buy new tires, your car begins to malfunction. If you don't attune to your finances, if you don't attune to all the you know, um, legal things within your business that you need to have in place, your clients, your market, your SWAT, right? Then you're gonna find that your business is failing. It's a fact, right? So I want you to stay tuned to um, that link that I'm gonna share with you guys here in just a few moments. I'm offering you one of the most popular packages, guys. Look, usually it's $3,500 starting out the gate to work with me to support your business in whatever the endeavor is, right? And so with this particular um, platinum plan, it's only $1095. You can go ahead and make that investment um, so that you can get on with your business, get really clear about it, and really take your business to the next level. It actually includes like a three-page website that you don't have to really pay anything additional for. Um, we'll build that for you as well. So now is the time to take advantage of it. It's not going to be around at this rate for a very long time. Um, and I'm offering it here in this group before it goes out to anyone else, okay? So I'll drop the link for you guys here in just a few. Again, I am Veronda Brooks Bellamy. I am your business advisor. I help entrepreneurs garnish their first six figures in business. And I just happen to be a mental health therapist as if that's insignificant. It is not, it's very um, significant. I think that therapists are like little angels. I think we're little angels here on earth to really help guide um, the people that we're called to serve, people that, that seek us out um, in whatever that transition or challenge may be that they've dealt with trauma from childhood, past, whatever. Because oftentimes what happened back then is coming into your business and it's stopping you from growing. Yeah, so I'm like the little unicorn that has all of these things, these skills kind of combined together. And I really think, um, I really love seeing people really take off. I love seeing you grow. I love seeing you prosper. I love knowing that you're working in your purpose, right? Beyond what society says, beyond what your cousin says, beyond what your naysayers say. You can have a seven-figure business if that is your goal. And it doesn't have to be your goal. Your goal doesn't have to be seven figures. You identify how much it takes for you to live the life that you really want to live comfortably. You only you can determine that, right? So my job is to come alongside of you, advise you and assist you to actually reach in that vision. Okay. So yeah, if you want to connect with me, my website is verondabellamy.com. I've shared a lot of information with you guys. Um, it's an honor to be before you, to share this information with you. And uh, yeah, that's all I have for now. I'll be back on with more information on tomorrow. If you haven't already, invite some of your buddies in here that you know can really benefit from either the mindset, the mental health, or the business um, guidance that we so often need and don't have access to, right? Um, make sure you invite them into the group. I look forward to serving you. Hopefully I'll meet some of you on the other side of this and I'll catch you on the next live. I want you to smile at someone and show someone the love of God today. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining The Relevancy Factor, a Baronda Bellamy-inspired podcast.